Welcome to episode 10 of the Paul Ald podcast. Ooh, this one's this week's beer. <clears throat> okay, we'll get into it in a second. Holy shit, episode 10. Monumental. A huge milestone. Uh, I don't know. I guess I probably saw us getting into episode 10. I don't know. Uh, I think if we're getting to episode 10, it means we're kind of in this for the long haul, which I kind of like. Um, but it's kind of hype that we're already here at the 10th episode. And this week's beer uh, is 26 Brewing, Station 26 Brewing Co. Tangerine Cream Beer. Tangerine and Vanilla Bean. Damn. <clears throat> I'm kind of getting hints of both of those things. Uh, tangerine, or just like an orange soda kind of thing. Um, and then some kind of like creamy... It's like a, it's like an orange cream soda, but with alcohol, kind of. Well, that's just delicious. My voice is going to be a little bit raspy right now because I just ran a mile. Um, so, just full disclosure, whenever I run... I'm a lazy piece of <laughs> piece of shit, <laughs> and I don't run, and I'm not very active at the moment. I usually am, as of like a year ago I was. Right now I'm not very active, so running a mile still just kind of like kills me. Even when I'm active, actually. Even when I'm active and I'm like fit, even then running a mile just kills my voice. It's just like, it's like not usable for, not really not usable, but like, it just doesn't work as well for like an hour or two after the run, so y'all will have to deal with my voice being weird in this one. So some news from the last episode. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get the apartment, that awesome house apartment. Um, they just were looking for someone to rent it way sooner than uh, August 1st, so just didn't work out. But uh, in hindsight, not in hindsight, like, I don't know, it kind of sucked because it was like a $500 non-refundable pet fee. I realized that after the fact. I don't think I even mentioned that last episode. That specific apartment had a $500 non-refundable pet fee. So even if the cat doesn't puke or poop on the carpet, or there wasn't even any carpet, even if it doesn't ruin the house at all, you're still paying 500 bucks and you're not getting it back. That is so fucking stupid. I learned that after I had already toured it. I was like, oh, God. This is going to be hard to accept. <laughs> so it kind of works out a little bit. Uh, there are other apartments. I'm seeing tons of house apartments that are like that. Where it's like the whole thing is a house. And, <clears throat> you know, you rent it. There are way more of them like outside the city, though. Like Cole neighborhood, which is just east of Rhino. And uh, Highlands, either Low or North Highlands, uh, and Baker, those are the three neighborhoods that I'm really targeting as far as, like, these would be my dream neighborhoods to live in, right? Baker is south, directly south of downtown, so walking up to the bars in downtown is an hour walk, right? Nothing too bad. Pretty easy. Highlands is just northeast of downtown, and that's, like, a half-hour walk to downtown. Even better. Cole is just, like... 20 minute walk from Rhino or less than that depending on where it is obviously and like a 30 minute walk or 40 minute walk to downtown and also Cole is super cool because it's like <clears throat> I don't know it's like it's kind of like got some train tracks next to it 
it's just got this industrial feel to it, so I really like that neighborhood. Anyway, uh, there are dozens of houses just like that one uh, that I found where some of them don't have like a private balcony or terrace or patio or whatever, which is kind of what I'm looking for, but uh, there are a lot of them. Lots of houses are for sale. Or sorry, houses are for rent <laughs> that are almost as good as that one, so I'm not too worried. We've got time, too. <clears throat> I'm not moving out until August 1st, so I mean, we've got time. The hunt has been difficult. <clears throat> the apartment hunt. It's just like, I'm just losing a lot of good opportunities that just seem like I'm losing them for no reason. Like, I just, I put in a tour request, the place is active on Zillow, and they're like, nope, we already have enough applications, we're not looking for any new ones, and so it's just like, why didn't you move it from Zillow then? <laughs> or like, sorry, it's just not available anymore, even though it's still active on Zillow. Lots of people don't even update their Zillow things, such as like I'm looking at stuff that I literally can't even possibly rent. This is this is great. What a waste of my time. Thank you very much. Yeah, so if they already have enough applications where they can feasibly get someone into the unit, they basically don't even want you to tour it at that point because there's just no point, which I kind of get. Um, some of these I might start applying for before I see the unit which is like totally ass backwards and I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> Why the fuck would I apply for it before I actually see it? Doesn't make any sense to me, but if some of these better ones, these better looking ones, I might actually do that. Just because it's like, holy shit, that looks amazing. That looks, it has everything I need, everything I want, and it looks great. Let's just put it in an app early, even though I haven't seen it yet. So, enough apartment chatter. Uh, let's go to this weekend's road trip. This past weekend, I took a road trip to Kansas City and Glen Carbon, Illinois. So I had Thursday and Friday off. So Thursday morning, I left at like 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m. or something crazy. Just left, you know, headed straight east. Um, the drive there was very, very smooth. It was a, you know, eight, eight and a half hour drive. There was, like, nobody on the road. I mean, it was a weekday, right? Nobody on the road. By the time it had gotten to, like, 8, obviously that's five hours into the drive. So even if there was traffic, it would be on a major highway, you know. Speed limit, 75, going 84 the whole way, pretty much. I used to go 14 over on highways. Uh, but I, the only time I ever got caught was in Nebraska when I was moving to California. On the trip to California with Hope and Gogo and all my shit in the car, I was going, what was it? I think it was 84 and a 70. And I the problem was, it was a two-laner and there was like some traffic. There was like some decent traffic. So I was basically like pulling over, going in front of people. Like I was going faster than pretty much everybody, uh, which is the biggest problem with with uh or it's the it's the most noticeable thing and it's the easiest way to get a ticket if you're just blowing past everybody and you're just going way faster than everybody else and there's a lot of traffic that's an easy i assume more than the the number over limit that's what it really matters so yeah i got a ticket in nebraska going 14 over in a highway in a two-lane highway that it was pretty busy and fucking killed my insurance like it just brought it so much higher and it takes like three or four years or something stupid for it to get off your record to 
get your insurance to go back down. Monthly price, that is. So ever since then, <laughs> I've been like, okay, well, maybe I should only go nine over. <laughs> so now I just go nine. But if it's like a two-laner and there's heavy traffic, then I'll even go like seven over. Like no more than that, probably. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty decent. Um, so I get to Kansas City. Um, I the first place I go to is the World War One Memorial. World War One Memorial, which was amazing. So I arrive at the World War One Memorial Museum at like one or two p.m. or something like that, maybe a little bit earlier. Um, and I'm starving. Like I've been not eating. I don't think I ate anything on the way. I must have eaten something. No, I ate some donuts, like some mini, like a six pack of mini donuts, and I drank some coffee, which I usually need on these road trips because they're long. Uh, and that was pretty much it. So then, I, other than that, I hadn't eaten anything that whole day, so I was kind of hungry because I was, you know, I was planning on eating some barbecue. So I mean, I'm not going to eat a ton of shit on the road. That would make no sense. So the, by the time I arrive at the World War Museum, I'm pretty hungry. I'm not too hungry, but, uh, you know, an hour goes by, I'm, like, walking through it, and I'm like, holy shit, I'm starving. Like, I've gotten to the point where it's just, like, I can't even see the whole thing because I just need to eat. Uh, it was really, really cool. I got to see there's some really cool gun models. <clears throat> Mosin Nagant model from World War I. Uh, the Enfield. Yeah, the guns were super cool. All original models and shit. Um, just, like, guns I played with in COD 1, Call of Duty 1. Like the Mosin Nagant. They didn't have the car, because I don't think it existed yet. But they did have the Gewehr, or whatever. G-E-W-E-H-R. Like an early model of that. They had the Mosin Nagant. They had the Lee Enfield, the British rifle. They had, like, automatic pistols from the 1900s. Like, early 1900s. Like, shotguns from the early 1900s. It was just really cool. Really, really fucking cool. Um... Like, old grenades, like, they had the steel hand grenade, which I used in both COD 1 and uh, Medal of Honor Frontline a lot. Like, an actual steel hand grenade, like, right there. <laughs> All the rusty and shit. Uh, and just tons of other shit. Like, really old cars, they had a couple of those. Oh, and, like, tanks. Like, they had tanks and... The, the thing they had the most of, which were the biggest and the coolest, were cannons. Like, they had tons of cannons. Cannons for every single faction in World War One. They just had a cannon and, like, a howitzer and, like, flat guns. It was just so cool. And, you know, obviously they also give you a ton of, like, copy to read to, like, learn about these things and how they were used and stuff. They had videos, which you could watch, sit and watch intermittently. The opening video... Uh, which introduced you to the war is extremely good. Like, very informative, like, just amazing. Like, I want to watch that on YouTube now. <laughs> I hope I can. It might be like a museum-only video, I'm not sure. It was that good. It was just like, I mean, it's, it's shit I learned in high school, but it was that good, I would watch it again. But yeah, I had to, like, I didn't get to read almost anything because I was starving. I was just like, okay, okay, look at rifles. Okay, look at old cars. Okay, okay. Watch five minutes of this video. Okay, move. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. Oh, the uh, the sandbags, uh, the trenches were really cool. Like, they just showed you, like, an actual full-size trench. Like, you know, life-size for that, for that time. And just, it was just really, really cool to look at. Because 
those trenches, like, they're taller than you are. So, like, you can't really, like, you have to kind of, I don't know how they did it. I mean, they're, like, like a, maybe an inch, like a few inches taller than you are or something. Like, but then how did they, how did they get their rifle and their head out to, like, aim at people? But the the top of the trench is definitely taller than you are, unless you're, like, super tall or something. So I thought that was interesting, because I kind of forgot about that. Um, it's not just, like, you have to, like, get down, like, just standing. You're, you're shorter than the trench, probably. Yeah, super cool museum. Didn't get to see it all, I don't think. Um, I think I walked through the main exhibit and looked at almost everything, but I didn't read practically anything. Uh, they also had some rooms where they were playing, like, old music from the 1910s. Like, old music from the 1910s and 20s. And you could just listen in uh, privately or whatever. That was cool. Um, <laughs> also, of course, the the museum on the outside is really cool, too, because it's got that big tower, and it's got a great view of the city behind that. And it had some things that look like sphinxes with eagles. And I need to look this up after the podcast, but it looked like a tiger, like a sphinx, though. Like, it was sitting in that position... But it had, like, an eagle's wings over its face. Like, it was covering its face or something. Super interesting. And I think they might have explained it at one point. I forgot. I'm not sure. But it, that was one of the first things I saw, and I was, like, bewildered by that. I was, like, not sure what that was referring to or what that was. So I need to look into that. So I went out, I got out of there, uh, opened my GPS, tried to decide which barbecue place to choose out of the hundreds to eat once that day. Uh, I chose Joe's Barbecue, Kansas City, because it's like the most famous and it was highly rated. So I went there, got in line, uh, which the line had reached the door. So it was a pretty long line. And I asked some locals, like, you know, how long is it going to be, do you think? And they're like, uh, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And they're like, holy shit, the fries are great. You have to stay here. It's, it's amazing. At this point, it was like 2 or 2.30. So I was like, okay, you know what? The museum's closed at 5. I'll still have plenty of time to go to two other museums, right? Um, and so it turned out being a 40 to 60-minute wait instead. So they were kind of like totally wrong, which is weird because they were locals. You'd think they, they, they gave me the impression that they'd been there before, but whatever. Uh, waited a long, long time. Got the pulled pork sandwich with the mac and cheese and the fries. And the fries blew me away. The fries have this, like, I don't know, this, like, barbecue spice in them that just by themselves makes them so fucking amazing. The Some of the best french fries I've ever had in my entire life, simply because of that spice that it adds. Um, just, I tried adding barbecue sauce, like, dipping them in barbecue sauce, <laughs> dipping them in ketchup, and just like, nope. The best, they taste the best when they don't have any sauce attached those were the best out of the three, uh, but the, the mac and cheese was fucking amazing. Like, some of the best mac I've ever had in my entire life. Um, and the pork, pork sandwich was really, really good. Really soft bun. Really good barbecue sauce. Just overall a fucking amazing pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> so I got it to go, and then I just, like, pulled over. No, I think I ate it in the next museum's parking lot, <laughs> which kind of works. Yeah, so I was in the next museum's parking lot, which was actually the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art. 
So that's the next one I went to, and holy crap, did I have an amazing time at the Nelson Atkins. So I started in the completely wrong area, because I started in, like, European, uh, like, paintings, which are great, but, like, if I had known that the sculptures that I would see later were just a few feet away, uh, I would have stopped what I was doing and go there first, because I actually didn't end up getting to see everything because they closed. Um, I mean, the paintings were really cool. There were a few really beautiful ones. Um, but the thing that blew me away was the sculptures. Like, there was this one sculpture of, uh, like a lion or a tiger with, like, human eyes, human-like eyes or something, uh, which is, like, it was supposed to guard a graveyard. Like, it's, it was made to guard a graveyard, and it's just, like, it was so creepy. Like, uh, like an animal with human-like eyes was just, like, freaky as fuck. Not really scary, but just, like, kind of, like, ooh. That's interesting. <laughs> so they had, a, like, an actual mummy, like, an actual mummy's body uh, there. And they had, like, the inner tomb and the outer tomb of it, like, all preserved. It was fucking so cool. I don't remember what the mummy's, mummy's name was, but... Um, various, like, statues of Anubis. Um, just some really, really good Greek uh, art. Not even art, because I think of, like, paintings when I say art. But, like, you know, physical, non-painting kind of art. Real things from many, many years ago. And then that led into a room with a headless sculpture that was, like, supposed to embody the human spirit. Like, and it was, like, walking forward. Like, it had a stance like it was walking forward. And so there was a really, really good blurb about that that they wrote. Um, I forget what it was, but it was really cool. And uh, there was another, like, figure that was supposed to... That was, like, made to guard an Egyptian tomb. And I swear, that fucker just stared into my soul. Like, it was scary as fuck. Like, it's just... Its eyes were just, like, looking straight into me. So, the sculptures were just so fucking cool. Like, everything was amazing like i if you ever go to kansas city you have to stop at the nelson atkins museum it's just so fucking there's just so much um so i didn't even get to see the whole thing <laughs> as i was finishing the egyptian room i was basically walking into the roman room and that's when the lights turned off and they're like you gotta go so i feel like there's a lot of stuff i missed so i can't wait to go back um so yeah, I exited the Nelson Atkins Museum and I stopped at a place called the Westport Cafe and that was fucking awesome. Uh, someone had suggested it to me, like a Discord friend. I run a Discord community for a, <laughs> a Call of Duty 1 rifles only server that I run. So I run the, the community for the server I run. And there are like 30 or 40 people in there that have just been like, you know, people that visited, regulars on the server, friends, whatever. And so one of my friends actually lived in Kansas City and I was posting on the Discord because I was posting like all these pictures of real World War One rifles because it kind of applies to, you know, COD 1. Even though that's World War II, but it's, you know, I was posting to Mosin Nagants, Enfields, blah, blah, blah. And so this guy who's basically like a, a good Discord friend of mine that used to frequent the server uh, was like, hey, stop by Westport Cafe. You'll get a free drink on me. I was like, okay. Fuck, it was a five-minute drive from Nelson Atkins, so I was like, fuck it, why not? So I stop in at the Westport Cafe, <laughs> really, really cool, friendly bartender. I'm like, hey, 
I'm this guy's friend. He said I could have a free drink. And he's like, yep, okay, cool. And so I got the Bronson's Apple, what was it? The Bronson's Milk Punch, which was excellent. And it was so funny <laughs> because it wasn't like something they had to make. Bronson's Milk Punch is a is a bottle you can just buy at any liquor store in KC. But it, it really was amazing. Like, it tasted amazing. Uh, like, it's something I wanted in my bar. And I was gonna buy it the next day, but I had a plan to leave super early that day, so I just didn't get to bring it home with me. But Westport was a really cool bar. Um, they had a really good cocktail list. So from there, I basically just checked in my hotel and then walked to a place called Julep. There's a place called Julep. Um, not far from Westport Cafe or my apartment or my hotel. Um, and they made this amazing variation on the mint julep that has like raspberry and lemon and i posted on my instagram it was just so good it tasted so good and then i also had something called the rites of spring which was a general like summery you know fruity cocktail with some herbs in it phenomenal also both cocktails were very good i got a really good vibe from that place like the bartenders were really friendly the other people at the bar were kind of really friendly like I don't know. It was like a small like bar. There were only like a couple of people there, but you could hear other people's conversations and it just seemed like people were really friendly to each other. Like the bartenders knew the other guys, the other visitors pretty well. And I don't know. I got a good vibe from it. So went from there to the Monarch Bar, um, which is more like an upscale mm, cocktail bar kind of. And uh, I had a few good cocktails there as well. Started off with the Louisiana Purchase, which was pretty much just straight bourbon and some bitters, I think, which was strong, and I didn't know it was that strong, but whatever, it was really good. From there, I went to the Empress of Okinawa, which had some kind of like Japanese whiskey or alcohol in it, and it was, I don't know, it was a good cocktail. I don't remember exactly what was in it. And uh, some lady showed up at the bar, and she was, like, kind of being friendly to me. So I was like, oh, I'll move over to her, just create some conversation or something. And we ended up talking for, like, an hour, hour and a half or something. It was a really, really cool experience. Just, you know, chat with a stranger in a new town. Uh, we talked about opera, I think, because I had told her that I was kind of, like, into opera. Uh which I am. I love opera. I've only seen a couple in my entire lifetime, but I just fucking love opera. Always will. Um, and she was like, wow, that's not that's not very common for men to like opera. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't know. I've always liked it. And so she ended up being like this singer-songwriter. And she was said she was touring with... Um, fuck, what was the name of the band? It was an 80s band. I'm going to be looking at the GTA Vice City soundtrack to figure this out because, no lie, I know it was a band that was on that fucking game. <laughs> that had a song in that game on the radio. Okay, I think it was a Hall & Oates. It was either Hall & Oates or the, the Outfield, but I'm pretty sure it was Hall & Oates. So she ended up being a singer that had toured with Hall & Oates. I swear she said this to me, unless my memory's just horrible. Um, and she said that she was like... She had, like, some music, and she had toured with them, and there's some other shit that she had said that I don't really remember, but she, she was, like, you know, semi-famous. We had a really, really good conversation. Like, we really 
hit it off, kind of. Like, we were, you know. Um, I don't remember what else we talked about. I think we talked about my family. Um, and I seriously might have done a few kid cutties. <laughs> I told her a few dark things about my family's history. Um, which probably just came out of nowhere. But I think she was too drunk to actually be like, wow, that's messed up. Why did he just say that? By the way, Kid Cuddy is basically when you just say something completely off off the board that's just like dark as fuck. And it comes from uh, a live stream that Kid Cuddy did with somebody, I forget who, where he just, they were just having like a pleasant conversation. Like they're both drunk. They're just like hanging out. They're talking about like Facebook or something. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, you know that person that died on Facebook Live? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> And her reaction is just like, what? That's horrible. What? Why would that, why would you bring that up? <laughs> so, uh, that's, that's what a kid cutting is. When you say something really, like, kind of dark or fucked up, just, like, completely randomly, like, completely, like, you're on a completely different subject, and you're just like, yeah, but people die, though. <laughs> uh, did a few kid cutties this weekend, I think. Uh, yeah. But I think she was too drunk to care. Um, but yeah, we talked about, like, my family, her family. She had some really shitty stuff happen with her family. I'm not gonna say what, because I don't even wanna... want her identity to remain anonymous. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was just a really, really good conversation. And I ended it early because I was fucking hungry and I wanted to get more barbecue because I was leaving the next morning and I was like... Fuck, I need to eat more barbecue. I'm only in Kansas City one day, man. We gotta eat more barbecue. So I was, she was about to order something from the bar, and I was like, hey, sorry, I gotta go. I'm gonna go get some dinner or something. And uh, it was just so unfortunate and so awkward at the end because I was like, I, like I, I knew I had to go, but I didn't wanna like forget her. I don't, I didn't wanna like, never talked to her again so i was like hey can i get your number though so we can stay and talk to or something and she was like uh no but you can have my email <laughs> and i guess i was a bit buzzed at that point because i was like yeah sure what's your email <laughs> And so she gave it to me, and I started a draft, and I somehow remembered her email, even though the draft got lost the next day. So we kind of, like, parted ways. I feel like she really wanted to, like, talk with me more, maybe, like, go back to my hotel or something. Like, I feel like I got some signals. Um, but I wasn't sure 100%, and I'm just not sure when to take that next step. So, um, basically, uh, I just walked out and it was the stupidest, it was the shittiest thing too, because the place, the last place, the last barbecue place that was open at like 1130 just closed. Like I literally took a lift to the place and like on Google, they, it said they were still open, but they had just closed like a bit early. <laughs> so I didn't even get to have any dinner. And I left uh, a great uh, conversation with that woman. Um, so I was kind of upset about that. Anyway, 
it was kind of interesting, like, sort of date um, that kind of happened there that I wasn't even expecting. I'm hoping to do that more once I lose some weight and I can go back to bars on a regular schedule. Uh, yeah, so the next day, woke up, uh, headed out to Glen Carbon. I think I got up around 4 or 5. Because actually, the drive to Glen Carbon, I thought it was like 8 hours, but it's actually only 4. Uh, from Kansas City, that is. So yeah, I left around 5-ish, I think. Um, or no, wait. I think I left around like 8. That's right. I left around like 8 or 8.30, because I wanted to be there by like noon, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it was weird because I wanted to hit up a liquor store to get that Bronson's milk punch thing, and I just didn't have, there, there were like no liquor stores open on a Friday at that time that had it, uh, so I had to leave. But, uh, the drive there was very smooth, it was very short, obviously. Um, arrived in Glen Carbon, and it was so cool to see my relatives, they're not really my relatives, they kind of are, but they're not like blood relatives, they're just like good friends of my parents, so I consider them good relatives. Um, and they're just so welcoming, and their house is so cool, and their dogs were fucking amazing. <laughs> so they have a Shiba Inu named uh, Zuki, and they have um, uh, a Chihuahua named Navi from like Zelda. <laughs> Uh, and they have a Shipperky, which is an interesting dog that you should probably look up. And I don't remember what the history is there, but it's a really rare dog breed. Uh, they have a Shipperky named, uh, and it's spelled S-C-H-I-P-P-E-R-K-E. S-C-H-I-P-P-E-R-K-E. I think that's how you spell it. The Shipperky was named Elvis, and, um, they're all really young and... The only one that wasn't too friendly was Yuki, but that's because she wasn't used to me yet. Um, but uh, this was a really cool vacation visiting them because I stayed there Friday and Saturday. And I left on Sunday because uh, I basically brought no technology with me. I didn't bring any handheld video games. I didn't bring a laptop. They didn't have any like you know video game systems there that were playable. Um, so it was kind of really cool to just bring my book there and just hang out with them go to bars and restaurants and events and just be like, this is a no-technology vacation. Like, I needed that, honestly, even if it was only, like, two days. So, yeah. Um, I'm in love with their house, even though it's super humid in that area, because it's Illinois. Uh, also, it was so weird to experience humidity again. Like, no lie, I haven't experienced humidity since, like, 2018. Because, like, the only times I've been to Wisconsin... It's been in December, like when it's cold as fuck. I mean, it's like, it's not the exact same. I mean, it could still be humid in winter, I think. But like, it's not the same feeling. When it's actually summer, it's completely different. Completely forgot what humidity felt like. It wasn't horrible, but then I only had to be there for a couple days. <laughs> uh, but it was just so weird to feel humidity and be like, I remember this. I experienced this last four years ago. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it was, it was really cool. Their house has a humongous backyard, and it was kind of like mom's house, which most of you don't understand, but basically, they had a huge backyard, but on top of that, they also had, like, their own forest with a swamp 
behind it and like an extra like quarter half an acre or something like that um and they would like have like wildlife in that area or they see like foxes and like a raccoon and like a groundhog deer they have hummingbirds that they like leave oil out for which the hummingbirds then sip or something all kinds of interesting birds like red robins uh blue jays um just very very nature-centric backyard which is so cool um so one of the greatest parts of that vacation was just being outside on their patio and on like a sunny day in the shade reading my book and just being like nature not living in a fourth story apartment above a busy fucking street named colorado boulevard wow <laughs> it's just like holy shit it's like, I want that so badly, but I also don't want to be far from the city. <laughs> I'm, I'm beginning to learn you can't have both. Also, an amazing part about living in like a, a rural like city like that, like a small town in a rural area, is like at night there are crickets. That's one of the coolest things about that because it's just like, it just reminds me all the time that I would be in like sleeping out of people's houses that were also in rural communities like you hear crickets you don't hear crickets in the city every time i sleep at night with crickets it's just like i feel like i sleep so much easier which is weird because they make sound but it also just i don't know what it does to me it just makes me feel like i'm in like the forest like i don't know <laughs> it's awesome i don't know how i can't explain it but it's awesome uh I'm envious of anybody that's listening to this podcast that has crickets outside of their house and can listen to that shit at night. What I'm going to do is I think I'm going to put cricket sounds on my... I'm going to have Alexa play cricket sounds at night so I can get the same feeling in the city. It's not going to be the same, but it's going to... Maybe I'm going to try it. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, so I talked with my Uncle Tim about that whole thing where it's like, I want to live in the city because I want to be close to good bars and restaurants and day drink. But I also want to be away from the city. <laughs> you can't have both, is what I'm slowly learning. Uh, yeah. Um, I just wish I had that experience to be like, to walk out on a patio that has all this nature and a big backyard and just read a book and be like, this is home. Glen Carbon is a mining town, which I learned after I walked around a bit. I walked down, uh, like, the main street or something. First of all, there's a main stretch of Main Street in that town that totally feels exactly like Door County. It was kind of cool. It, it kind of feels like an Ephraim or, you know, like a, I don't know, not Sister Bay, like a Fish Creek, like the main street of Fish Creek. It kind of felt like that. Um, so I walked down from their house, which was like, you know, 10-minute walk or something, um, I walked by this building and it has all these old black and white pictures of it. And it's got pictures of like historic buildings, like City Hall, but then it's also got pictures of like old miners. And like some of these pictures just like freak me the fuck out. Like they're just spooky. Like they just, you know, those, some of those, how some of those horror movies have like pictures of old people in them, like the ring or something like that. Like I just felt super freaked out because of how old like, all of them were in black and white, and it's just, like, it was a small mining town, and 
it was just it just gave me like spooky vibes but uh apparently it was a mining town uh they had a like a it was known for its coal deposits or something like that so glen carbon means something coal or something my aunt told me um so it was pretty cool um I kind of got some weird vibes from it, like this is a small, free, I, I, I kind of felt weird being in the town, like, I don't know how to explain this, but it just kind of felt like the middle of nowhere, which can be cool, but it can also feel like, what am I doing here, you know? <laughs> um, but their house was way different, it was more like when I was walking through that main street where I felt like, what the fuck is this, why am I here, you know? <laughs> Starting to have all these like psychological, philosophical questions all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so I walked back. Uh, we we did some events. There was a R Route 66 event. So as you know, Route 66 is a major highway that spans from Chicago to LA. But there's like an event celebrating it or something celebrating the highway, <laughs> which is like, first of all, what? <laughs> who who hasn't? That's like if in LA they had an. I don't know, this isn't as big of a highway, or as long of stretching of one. But it's like, what if in L.A. they had an event every year that celebrated the 405? <laughs> hey, y'all, we're going to have this event in honor of the 405. <laughs> I don't know, it just, it just seemed totally out of nowhere. But it was a really cool event. They had, like, food trucks. It was right next to a library. It was actually not in Glencarvin. It was in Collinsville or Edwardsville. I forget which. I think it was Collinsville. Uh, I had some amazing beer there. I had a beer called Fruly, which was a strawberry beer. Dude, this beer, I fucking need it. I need to sip it again. It was so good. It was just, like, it was just amazing. Like, it was one of the best-tasting fruit beers I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and I had another beer that was also local. Actually, I'm not sure if Fruly is local. I know you can't get it here in Denver, though, because I've already done the search on that. Uh, I had another beer that was local. It was some kind of Saison. It was also exceptional. Really, really good. And uh, I bought some interesting things at that event. So they had, like, shops, food, and, like, beer. And, like, live music, right? You know, pretty good, pretty solid event. Uh, they also had shops, and I bought a really, really cool Green Bay Packers plaque. It's a wooden plaque or panel that has, like, the, a Green Bay logo on it, and it also has a bottle opener, like a long neck bottle opener, uh, which is just so cool. So I bought it. It's already hanging in my bar. Right now it's too low to actually be usable, the bottle neck opener part. Uh, or long neck. <sighs> long neck. Is that what they call them? Long necks? glass bottles that's what it opens um <clears throat> it's kind of too low right now to be usable but when i move i'm gonna make it closer to the closer to the ground i guess um and i also bought some black champagne flutes which just look too good to actually not buy so um that's still in the car i need to bring that in keep forgetting about that so the route 66 event was really cool i shared some nachos with my uncle and we ran into like this biker dude I was like, I biked 66 miles to get here or something. I was like, dude, that's badass. And he's like, yeah, I've biked. I've once biked 200 miles in one day. And we were like, just blown away. Uh, so he was really friendly and just, you know, really cool event. And then, but the next day we went to a really shitty event kind of. <laughs> so it was an event in like a fireman hall, like a fire, 
it was called like Fireman's Hall or something. This was in Collinsville. And 10 bucks, you get all the fried chicken you could eat and all the beer you could have. But you can only have like light beer. It's like Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light. But as much of that for free as you want. Which is a cool idea. But um, the fried chicken was just bad. It was just bad. I, I, I got like two pieces and I was like, I didn't even finish them. I was like, no. I'm sorry. I'd rather I'd rather go to a, to a restaurant and pay <laughs> to get better quality chicken than this. Uh, and uh, so I didn't do that. But I did have a few beers. And the weird thing is, it was kind of like it was an event supporting a sheriff that was up to be elected, and the sheriff was related to my aunt who I was visiting. Um, so we were kind of like going there to support him. But it's just, like, I don't know, it kind of gave me this, like, the whole event kind of gave me this, like, redneck vibe. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it's just the, the singer was kind of bad, and I didn't really like that. It was like someone singing songs or something, and uh, it was kind of, I wasn't just, I just wasn't a huge fan of it. But it wasn't that bad. So, <laughs> had some McDonald's after that, <laughs> which is way better than the fried chicken I ate. I'm not saying something. Uh, and, uh... Went to bed, and next morning I kind of woke up at about 4, 4.30, and I headed out for Denver. And it was kind of a weird ride, kind of a weird drive back. So I stopped at a couple places for food, obviously. Um, and one time I was trying to get back on the highway, and I was going like, it was like a 70, and I was going like 70 to 75 or something. Trying to get, I was on the on-ramp, I was trying to get onto the highway. And this huge truck is just, like, not letting me in. Like, he must not have seen me because he was just, like, completely blocking the right lane for me entering it. And I'm running out of space in the on-ramp to, like, to, I'm not going to slam on the brakes because, like, I don't know. Why would I do that? Why can't you just accommodate me, you know? So I was like, fuck, man. Let me in. What are you trying to do? Kill me? <laughs> so he eventually did like break and I was able to get in uh so I was so freaked out about that that after the fact I was then in the right lane of a two-liner and I was like fuck let me get into the left lane I don't know I want to get away from this fucking trucker and something that never happens happened because I don't think I even looked at the left lane or here, here's the thing I either didn't look or I looked and I saw nobody or I just didn't look well enough or something but I ended up completely cutting off this biker, this guy on a motorcycle, and he just fucking honked at me for like a minute straight or something. <laughs> Exaggerating, but yeah. And so I was like, oh fuck, what the fuck? Why didn't I, did I not look? Did I look? Why didn't I look? <laughs> and he slowed down to give me like this dirty look or something for like a solid like 10 seconds. He was just like, not 10 seconds, but like a solid five seconds. He was just looking at me and not the road. Which is kind of like defeats the purpose of <laughs> probably the statement you're trying to make. Because like, if I was wrong for not looking at the road, then what are you doing right now? Uh, but that's beside the point. Anyway, uh, it was just a freak accident. We're just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? So every single time I changed lanes after that, I looked twice. <laughs> like I looked over my shoulder like a little bit and then I looked over my shoulder again and turned more the second time uh it turned more the second time I forget if I'm looking over my shoulder I'm not talking to the mic so I hope you guys heard that uh 
and also there was a period where he was like I knew he was like six car six car lengths ahead and I didn't want to have to like pass him or something so it would just be like an awkward situation where it's just like hey I'm the guy that almost killed you I'm gonna turn into your lane again <laughs> so I I ended up going like one mile per hour less than I usually go and I stayed behind him pretty much uh, so it was kind of a weird drive home uh, but I had some amazing quesadillas at this place called oh fuck what was it called Fluffy's Fuzzy's Taco Shop in Kansas. I don't know if it's a Kansas thing where it's a, it's like a chain and you can get them anywhere. Fuzzy's Taco Shop. I got the shredded chicken taco, not the shredded chicken tacos, the shredded chicken quesadilla, and I got it with some nacho cheese sauce, like some queso. The queso was so good. Dip the freaking quesadilla in that, in the queso. It was amazing. And I had some sour cream with it too. It's just like, it was so good. Um, I was blown away by their queso. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. So, really good place. Anyway, rest of the drive was pretty normal, I think, I would say. I was really tired by the time I got home. Uh, but I eventually did get home. Moving past the weekend discussion. I need to hit up some blues bars. As I was reading the book, the, uh, the New Orleans book, which I'm still working on because I don't read a lot <laughs> and i just i just it's just like puzzles it's just like i put it down for and i won't touch it for like two weeks or something but i was reading about fats domino which was a, a blues artist that was basically like this guy didn't want to move away from new orleans because nothing was as good as a city as new orleans was or something like that interestingly he ended up passing away outside new orleans but who knows why but I, it just kind of made me feel like I, I I started listening to some blues music on Monday, like his music, other music. I was just like, fuck, I need to find a blues. I want to find a blues bar in Denver and just like sip some whiskey. And just like, I don't know, that's that's what I need to do. So I need to find some blues bars in the city. Uh, word on the street is there's a new teenage mutant ninja turtle themed bar in denver as of like two months ago or something it's called casey jones pizza place or something like that um so my friend shared it with me because his friend basically like owns it or runs it or something but i looked it up on google and yelp and it looks pretty dope honestly whenever i'm in good favor with the scale i'm gonna be checking out that bar um so vegas is this weekend so I'm leaving, I have Friday off. I'm leaving for Vegas at like four o'clock so that I can arrive there because it's like a 10 hour drive, I think. I can arrive there at like two o'clock. So I might even leave at like three so I can arrive at one or something. Yeah, so this weekend we're gonna be in Vegas, which means I have to fucking go hard on the good eating and exercising until Friday hits. So I've been doing good about that. Uh, I checked my weight when I got back from the Glen Carbon trip, and I was at 177.9, which is officially like 18 pounds over my desired weight. But yesterday I killed it. On Monday I killed it because I only consumed like 1,200 to 1,300 calories, and I ran uh, two different times. And I walked somewhere, I think. Uh, and so I lost four pounds in the last day, which I mean, that's easy because a lot of that weight is like new. I feel like when you when you gain a lot of weight 
and it was gained in like the last couple days, it's super easy to lose that. Whereas like if you gained that weight like a month ago, good fucking luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, I lost four pounds overnight. Not overnight, but like over that day. And I think today I'm going to lose another two, hopefully, because I'm fixing to be at like... Fuck, I think the calorie count last I checked was around 900, but then I have to add some ranch and some veggies and mozzarella stick. And I think that's going to add up to 150 plus 150. <laughs> I think that's going to add up to 300. Let's call it 1,200 before the beer. So I think it's going to be 1,300 today. Maybe 1,400, because I did drink a little bit more protein shake than I usually do. Um, but I also walked for a complete hour, which is probably 200 calories lost, at least. And then I also did a mile run. Um, so I think we're going to be in pretty good shape again. I think we had to lose at least a pound. Um, so I'm really psyched about that. So by the end of this week, by the time the Vegas vacation starts we can be back at 170 that would be a dream because we gotta we gotta prepare for the the bad eating and drinking uh that will undoubtedly occur in vegas i i need to go slow honestly i just need to drink lots of water and kombucha i'm actually gonna bring some kombucha to vegas i'm driving so i mean i'm gonna be bringing beer i'm gonna be bringing gatorade i'm gonna be bringing kombucha i'm probably gonna be bringing juices for mixing and probably be drinking drinking no i might be drink i might be bringing tequila or something like some hard booze but actually probably not i have to buy it i can't bring it open all right no you can bring it open if you put it in the trunk that's right so yeah i could i don't know i just had this plan of like bringing pineapple juice and tequila or something just to make like the easiest cocktail ever Put some ice in that bitch, put it in a disposable cup, walk on the strip with it. Seems pretty easy and doable. So this this weekend in Vegas is gonna be so fun, cool, because we're gonna be sealing, sorry, sealing. We're gonna be seeing Elenium at Omnia. Elenium is a um, deep house electronic band. I don't even know. It's not a band. It's like a one man show or something. He's a DJ, kind of like Tiesto. If you know who Tiesto is. And it's going to be our first time to, at the Omnia since like 2019 or something. I've been to the Omnia once at Caesars Palace and I had the fucking most amazing time. I think you have to get the VIP tickets to have an amazing time there. But we had the most amazing time. Like we did it so right. We went to bed at like 7, woke up at like midnight and we were totally like not too drunk or anything. Ready to go back and we saw the show and it lasted until 2 o'clock and then we went to a few bars after that. And it was just like the light show at Omnia is just like breathtaking. Like it's just, it's so cool, dude. It's just like some of the best, the best light show I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so I can't wait to fucking go there again. Uh, and then we got the pool day on Sunday. We're going to just be at the pool basically just chilling out. Margaritas in hand, beers in hand, whatever, you know, daiquiris. I'm hoping to get another daiquiri. Like, just a big freaking daiquiri, you know, container and just, like, be walking on the strip with that again. Because that was fucking sick. And I could just be drinking a daiquiri. I could see myself doing that. In the Vegas heat, a daiquiri would just be perfect. 
and a never-ending daiquiri. Because, like, the fucking saxophones we had in 2016, I don't know how many fucking ounces that had, but it was just way too much. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm hoping to get a tiki mug from Golden Tiki, which is a, a tiki... I'm going to go there again, because I went there. It's a tiki bar off the strip, and I just had the most amazing cocktails there. Like, their, their zombie was amazing. Um, their uh, fucking painkiller was amazing. I think I had something else there that was really good. And I'm, I know that they sell the tiki mugs that you drink out of, so that's why I'm thinking of buying one from them, because they had some really cool tiki mugs, if I remember correctly. And so, yeah, on Monday, we're going to just drive back probably gonna leave around i don't know whenever i want to leave because it's the 10 hour drive okay guys it is time for a new segment but it's not actually a new segment it's just i've done this before i've just never officially named the segment introducing gaming corner gaming corner is a new segment on the podcast where i just talk about video games and i'll try to put these at the end in case you guys don't want to hear about that but not too much to talk about today so, okay, super cool. I bought a Pokemon Blue cartridge for the Game Boy online, and it came. And it's in really, really good shape, like really good condition on the outside, you know? And it works, and I've been playing with it, and I'm having so much fun. Just, I don't know. A new Pokemon game. Red and Blue are just so classic. I'm just falling in love with it all over again. Uh, got back into Injustice 2, which is a superhero fighting game for the ps4 that i haven't really played actively since like 2017 um i used to play that with rex and frank a ton when we lived we all lived in the same house on new hall um and we were just all like completely into it and uh yeah those were good days but uh injustice 2 just sucks you in man it is so addicting and it even gets me angry sometimes. I'm just, well, like, mostly playing the AI. It's just, like, I don't know. I expect to, to have a certain performance sometimes if I'm really good at it lately. And I'm just, like, fuck. I get super pissed off. Uh, but it's such a it's such a good game. Just, it's just a fighting game, you know? Black Canary is my main in that game. And holy fucking shit is it just, like, I know her moves so well. I know her mix-ups and combos and shit so well that it's just like, I'll be doing something completely from memory against like a, the hardest tier AI that they have. And I'm just like, I'm blown away by how it's just like muscle memory. Like I came back to the game after years of not playing it. And it's just like, I don't remember what any of the controls are, but I start like fighting and like, I just, I just start pressing the right buttons to get those combos and to get like this huge set of damage going I just, like, I don't even remember it. I, it's just, like, muscle memory, which is so fucking cool. Uh, and I'm so good with her. Um, she's a fast character, you know? She's just, she's... It's just the type of character where you'll just, like, do combo into a combo, into a combo, into a combo, and just rack up, like, 600 points of damage or something crazy. Um, so I love playing with her against the AI. And lastly, in today's gaming corner, I'm looking forward to playing some old games on stream sometime. Old games from the 90s that some of these nobody remembers, but one of them people will remember. <laughs> uh, the first one is Watch Out Willy, which is an MS-DOS game that you could play on Windows 95. But basically it came with a, 
a CD called Fun Pack 3 that had like seven different games or something. And it's like, it was released in like, you know, 96 or something. Uh, basically, it was an old 90s game that you could make custom levels for. And there are like four different kinds of things you could place in a level. And you can make your own like um, scenarios and stuff. But it's basically the concept is there are like cabbages, which the main character like eats, but it doesn't really do anything. You've got the main character, which looks like a ghost, but you can actually place multiple of him. And you can like consume the other copies or something. It's weird. And then there's like falling rocks, but then they only fall if you actually clean the dirt. So every time you move on any tile, all the tiles are dirt by default. So when you move to that tile, it actually clears the dirt. So if you're like just below a rock and you clear the dirt by moving to that tile below the rock, and then you move again, that rock falls as many black tiles as there are that don't have dirt below it. So it's kind of like you can get yourself into weird situations where you like are stuck or something. So it's kind of a cool thing where it's like Indiana Jones, you're just making a level that you're trying to like get out of, like you're trying to get all the cabbage or something. I don't know. I think that's how you complete a level. You have to get all the cabbage. So actually they're not useless. Anyway, it's a really cool old 90s game that is weird, but I played a ton of it. And what's cool about the game is I still have the old worlds that I created, the old levels I created in the 90s because I had, I still have my old um, hard drive from our family computer <laughs> that we had in like 1999 or something. I kept it and so I was able to like extract the data and like and then I put it on a Windows 3.0, 3.1 virtual server. <laughs> Like, you can use DOSBox to basically, like, set up a virtual drive that runs three, Windows 3.1 and then play the game on that. Because you can't play it on Windows 10. It just doesn't work. It's that old where it's just, like, you can't. It does not work. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing all those old levels that I made as a kid. Because that'd just be so cool. It'd be like, I made this, like, 20 years ago. That's crazy. Um, the other games are SimCity 2000, which is... A very very known game um, but basically you just make cities but what's cool is I found my old cities on that same old hard drive from the 90s computer so I can look at the old cities I made as a kid um, so I just can't wait to check those out and then the final one is Well of Souls which is also a 90s game it was a multiplayer game it was a weird RPG it was like a multiplayer RPG there were like 20 people max to a server you could host your own server you know, you fight monsters, you do quests, and you buy equipment, and it just has a ton of nostalgia for me every time I play it. So I'm thinking about playing those on, like, a stream sometime, being, like, old man plays games from his childhood that he hasn't played in a while. <laughs> Basically just playing old levels and cities and characters that I haven't played on in a while. So I'm looking forward to that stream whenever it happens. Finally, work has been good, but um, it's been kind of sucky because we're in a weird state where we're doing deployments every day because apparently we have to, but that doesn't fucking work because the client needs time to like test stuff on the staging environment, but they don't have time until the afternoon. So literally the release manager who is doing the deployment, which could be our tech lead, it could be me, it could be somebody else. The release manager is basically always 
doing deployments after 5 p.m. their time. Sometimes after 7 p.m. their time. So, like, the release manager has no fucking work-life balance if they're doing these deploys every single fucking day because they're working after 6, 7 p.m. every day. So it just doesn't make any sense. Like, it shouldn't just, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be acceptable, you know? I get that we're trying to provide value to, like, the client to be like, yeah, we'll do deploys every day. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it's a total fucking... And what sucks is that sometimes I'm the release manager. So sometimes, like, at 5.30 or 6, it'll just be dropped on me, like, hey, it's late for me because I'm in a different time zone. So, Paul, you're going to be doing the deployment today. <laughs> oh, did you have plans to do something today? Oh, too bad. <laughs> uh, it's just a shitty system right now. I hope we improve it. Anyway, stupid little rant about work. That's it. Holy shit. This has been a lengthy fucking podcast. Mostly because there's just so much that went on this past weekend. Um, and I wrote a bunch of talking points. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And this tangerine cream beer. I'm going to take one more sip of it. I can't really taste the vanilla bean. It says it's tangerine and vanilla bean. But I can taste the tangerine in it. It's pretty fucking good, honestly. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Episode 10. Huge, huge episode for the podcast. And uh, I will see you guys next week where I will probably have tons to talk about uh, about the Vegas trip. See ya later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You broke my heart when you said We'll part in the shame My tears fell